0: Hello and welcome to Resetting Homo Sapiens, a podcast dedicated to resetting our species one button at a time. My name is Karla and today I'm having a conversation with Carmen Mitroy and Eugene Mano. With a graduate degree in psychology and law, and studies in acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, and phytotherapy, Carmen has been, has been dedicating her life to personal development and human flourishing. I met her in her role of yoga teacher, one she's embodying for more than 25 years now. Living in Madeira Island in Portugal since 2002, Carmen is also the founder of the Sundari Personal Development Center which includes the Sundari Integral Yoga School. Eugene has a profound interest in Buddhism, Taoism, yoga, Qigong, Tai Chi, and meditation. He studied several disciplines with various masters in the US, China, Portugal, and Romania, including acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine with Carmen. He earned a PhD from the University of Greenwich and is a member of the editorial board of the International Journal of Hinduism and Philosophy. Eugene is also the co-founder of the Sundari Personal Development Center, where he's actively practicing and teaching integral yoga, qigong and tai chi. Together we explore Carmen and Eugene's experience in these practices, and how they might help us reset our species. Let's dive in. Hello, dear Carmen and Eugene. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the Resetting Homo Sapiens podcast.
1: Yes, thank you very much, Carlota, for having us. We really appreciate the thought and the invitation. And, and we are pleased to be with you here.
2: Hello, Carlota. We are very glad and we are thankful for the opportunity that you are giving us to express our way of respecting as homo sapiens. Thank you.
0: Um, my pleasure, believe me. Um, so I have a lot of questions for you, and we could go about many different ways. Um, the way I chose to start uh, is by bringing some quotes that you shared. Uh, So I'll start with Carmen and then we'll go to Eugene. And then if you want to say something, add something to the other, feel free to do so, okay? Um, So Carmen, in one of your bio descriptions, I found one of your bios descriptions, you write, I believe in the inner beauty of every human being. And you repeated this quite a lot throughout the course. (laughs) Not only in its potential, but even more so, in its power of manifestation Um, and I know you did many things throughout your life uh, but I'm just curious um, to understand or rather I would like to ask the question, can you begin talking a little bit about what this quote means to you, this idea of inner beauty and manifestation and how it has motivated your professional life?
2: Well, that's a very nice question, thank you. Uh, Because I really think that human beings are beautiful in nature. So the way how we are expressing this beauty is actually the one that is manifesting, is, is characterizing us. So I think that when a human being is able to express his beauty, his inner beauty, then it is like perfection on earth or whatever wherever we are. Um, so for me, that's, it was like the way of living since I was a child. I always was emotioned emotion by beauty. And when I'm saying beauty is like, you know, the stunning sunset that is taking you the, the breath or the beautiful smile of an old to get old harmoniously, or the, the beauty of a, of a flower that is just flourishing and let the sun to cherish it. So that's beauty for me. And I think we as humans, we are really beautiful. I remember I was making a, the psychology um, mm-hmm. course when I did. Uh, we had a, um, a work for the with about the mental the human the mind about the mind and uh, my colleagues that we did the work together just they just said oh no 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 the tendency the human mind is naturally negative and i had to fight so much with them i was the oldest one in the group of course Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i had to to explain them and to argument them that is not true. So we have really, really, our, our nature is beauty, is beautiful, all this universe and all this planet is beautiful. So how could we not be the same? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered your question, but yes, I do believe into the into the beauty and the power of manifestation. So there's a strong, um, a very beautiful philosophy Romanian one, which is called Moica, and he's always saying that I believe in man, not in man, but in his perfection in his development, mm-hmm. in his evolution. So I in really believe. Power of yeah. So I really believe that we, if we are managing to see this beauty in us, it's impossible to not manifest it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because it is enchanting.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I was doing my homework and researching a little bit Sri Aurobindo, and uh, that was one of the things that really resonated with me, this idea that um, it is up to us to choose to, or to work on ourselves, to then live a divine life on earth. Um, It was very powerful, that idea. We'll go there in a bit. Um, For those people who do not know Carmen, how would you describe what you do professionally in the light of this beautiful quote? <laughs> Forget the quote now, just how would you describe what you do? Let's put it like that. Um, you know, It's very funny
2: because I started to, uh, I, I did stomatology first because my mother said that I really need to have a university, I have to have a degree. And then I discovered that I cannot, practiced pathology and then I, uh, university but also then I saw that oh I don't like to do that. Finally I did a psychology which I really adored. Mm-hmm. But all this time I was practicing yoga. And I remember when I came in Portugal I had like an insight that you know that questions that when you're asking oh, so what you would like to do when you will get older or what you like to do in your life? Like what profession? Uh, so what will make you happy? And I understood that actually, and that's that I learned all I teach also to my son and every single time I have the occasion I am saying it that I think the secret of happiness is not to do what you would like to, but mm. to learn how to like what you have to do mm. So that when you learn that even if you have to wake up six o'clock and you are hating it yeah. if you learn how to find the good, a beauty into this moment of the morning, then you will not have that discomfort. of oh, I'm, I'm so sad. I have to wake up. No, that's beautiful. Or Monday morning. Oh, Monday morning. But Monday morning is the beginning of a new week. It's a new beginning. It's something very beautiful. So that idea of um, doing into your life, uh, looking for what you for what to sorry (laughs) just to make the things that you have to do with pleasure and intensity Mm -hmm. so uh, i am one of the luckiest persons that i am having as a profession my hobby so my i started with practicing yoga but i never thought that i can make a profession of it but you know life just guide me to this so now i am
0: so you do you do what you like and you like what you do
2: (laughs) That's perfect. So I am happy. And I am, I am lucky also. Mm-hmm. But that is a process. No one is giving you this.
0: Yeah. You just have to find, figure it for yourself. I see that you want to say something, Eugene. Go yes, for it. I want,
1: I want to say something because uh, I think that most of our listeners are very young mm-hmm. in a phase, well, very young in comparison with, 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 uh, with us. Yes. Um, but there are so many concepts now, really academic intelligent concepts regarding, for example, not only to the IQ, to the intelligence quotient, right? Mm-hmm. We know about EQ, right? The emotional, that mm-hmm. there are two more quotient that are very important in our life. And one is called PQ, which is passion quotient,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: And the other one is CQ, which is curiosity, quotient,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? The advantage of these two is that both of them, they can be developed. I mean, you are probably innate. You can be born with a high level of curiosity or a passion, but you build them during your life. Yes. How do you build them? By trying to identify what you like mm-hmm. as soon as possible. And then of course you can change the course, you can navigate uh, however but if you have these two besides the IQ, which is a little bit more difficult to coach, right? Because mm-hmm. it's mostly intellectual, right? And then uh, if you accompany this with the emotional, at the end and with the curiosity and with the passion, then you have a very complex and very beautiful human being. And
2: also the
0: certainty that you
1: are really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs>
0: right, if, let, you we... your... <laughs> what, if you have this behind your own. What,
1: Eugene? If you keep this behind your mind, that's very helpful, of course.
0: Yeah. Uh, So let's go a little bit to your background, Jean. Um, I was quite surprised about your background, I have to admit, because I've heard about you in the context of integral yoga, tai chi, and uh, qigong, so I was very uh, surprised or intrigued when I also learned that you are an independent consultant and that you have some experience or a lot of experience actually in organizational development, leadership de- uh, leadership development, business planning, operations management. And the, I guess the question is, let's uh, take what you said now of the different kinds of intelligent, intelligence. Were you always expo- exploring uh, these different kinds or this was kind of a transition? Um, and where do you dedicate your where do you focus your professional life now let's put it like that
1: okay so it's very fair to say that i've been living let's say i was straddling both a professional and academic life during my younger ages i was very focused on my professional i was into the maritime business, I have a law degree, I have two masters, in MBA and Mm -hmm. law, and I've done a PhD. So all the time I was managing things, I was in leadership position for decades. In the meantime, somehow in the background, I always try to keep my spiritual flame, let's say, alive.
3: Mm -hmm. It's not
1: easy when you are so deep into your professional life, because time is of essence, of course, and energy as well. Mm -hmm. But then uh, about, let's say, 40 years ago, I read the most beautiful book. that was Patanjali et le Yoga, which was in French at that time. Of course, we are talking about very different evolution phases. Younger generation is very visual, audiovisual. At that time, books were the, uh, the real fascination, and they are still, for me at least, and hopefully for many of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, in about other 20 years after so many reasons, I have met my an, an accomplished already, an enthusiast yoga teacher, which is Carmen,
3: <laughs> right?
1: And, and that is uh, is bringing to my mind another quote from Tao Te King, which is saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. So the teacher of <laughs> yoga appeared into my life, <laughs> It took many years or so to try and uh, sort of being in a transition. <laughs> and, uh, well, I've been to China. I've been to, to Costa Rica with the champion of the United States, of Tai Chi. Also, uh, somehow encouraged by Carmen, mm-hmm. all right, and by our common quest, where we've, we've done in Beijing the traditional Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. where I was helping with uh, her confidence into the it
0: English was our honeymoon <laughs> it was your honeymoon <laughs> it was like really
1: honeymoon was, <laughs> yes was in beijing yeah,
0: just... <laughs> with, a, tra- with, with uh... a traditional chinese medicine course wow <laughs> yes, a yeah. in a
1: half yes half half a day in a <laughs> hal- hal- hospital. Yes, hal- 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 in hospital in the mm-hmm. the Main hospital of traditional Chinese medicine, which, by the way, we were living in a compound that was uh, for the MBAs, for the Chinese MBAs. (laughs) Nobody was speaking other language than Chinese, and it was a very interesting uh, period for body language and for, you know, communicating the communicating without a language, uh, a common language. Mm -hmm. But it was an incredible time when we met various masters, and it was really, really special. So more or less i guess that i've been answering to your question
0: you have <laughs> but
1: but but then again it is also something that sri aurobindo said because mm. you were so kind and focused to read uh, sri aurobindo is very dense and very complex reading which and i appreciate that you read it it's beautiful and that's not easy but probably that's one of the That's one of the ways that we can introduce our spiritual way Mm. and path into our life because we all need to have a professional academic, well, our own life, so to speak. But this doesn't mean that there is no place for our spiritual questing.
0: Mm -hmm. So let me take that and let's explore that, uh, perhaps deconstruct it. Uh, You practice several disciplines, contemplative practices, meditative practices, and we can go and define them a little bit. Um, But also, I want to explore this question of spirituality, and we have touched on it in conversation in the past. I'm curious about how this spiritual practice, however you practice it in your life through different disciplines, has actually transformed the way you navigate in the world particularly in the professional context that you are touching now, uh, Eugene.
1: Yes, I guess that I'm going to make a little bit a more complex response to that. Okay. Because we are talking sometimes about practices that are mm. very ancient, mm-hmm. but because they are methodologies for human development mm. that have been proved by time. So we are talking here about millennia. In, in respect of yoga and Qigong, there are millennia of practice, and transmitting mouth-to-mouth, mouth, so to speak, okay? So, but all, all these three practices, let's call it Yoga, Tai Chi, and Qigong, have mm-hmm. a common denominator, and that's meditation, which is not always... That-
0: yes. Can you re- repeat that? Because there's a there's a bit of delay when you switch so if you can wait a bit but you're saying i think we can define and should define the three practices or together like you were doing now go carmen
2: no i just wanted to say that maybe before getting into deep into a more complex explanation mm-hmm. maybe it is nice from the beginning to establish what means spirituality because that's a problem Mm-hmm. uh in understanding uh, in this confusion of spirituality and religion and of course religion is really got or in other words to come back to connect again so but we are not talking about dogma or religion anyhow spirituality is actually we are it's one of the uh, come back again to the beauty now it's actually one of the dimensions of the human being so we are having our physicality, we are having our psychological uh, field and the emotions also. But also there is a spiritual dimension of the human being. And um, that inner self, the true self that in yoga is called that man, but you will find it in any kind of spiritual path, authentical ones. So that's actually what means to have spirituality. So every single time you are doing what doesn't matter what mm-hmm. management or uh, marketing or spiritual practice, or just, I don't know, cleaning the kitchen. Um, if you can do this, root yourself into this dimension of your being. So that's a starting point and also a place where you can root and from here you can have success and you can have a vision, mm-hmm. more complex and holistic vision about your life and about your being. Mm-hmm. So from here, yes, and I will let you continue. Yes, the meditation is a common practice of all these three disciplines, spiritual disciplines, actually. So
1: and, mm-hmm. and to 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 practically emphasizing a little bit more, we have to realize the spirituality for. Any human being for our species is only one. Mm -hmm. Whatever you practice, you can do anything your path, your present moment of evolution is is telling you, Uh, whilst religions are hundreds of thousands of forms of religion. Okay, so that's, we need to to make a very clear, uh, to have a very clear image of of this and not make confusions. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh,
1: It's very useful for having a clear path. Coming back to 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 your question, and indeed, probably I have rushed into some more complex explanations. Um, all these exercises these days in modern practice, both qigong and yoga, have become very focused on health and well-being, mm. because that's what's attracting all kinds of people, young, older, okay. gender which are very important for the human evolution because if you are not alive you don't have the vehicle your own body and I mind have, to your, have, yes, to have an evolution yes.
2: for
3: the yes. wellness
2: of the present moment that you're living right now yeah. mm-hmm. healthy and happy and have this wellness in mm-hmm. yourself it doesn't matter what you're doing so right. that's a good
1: objective but what i would say is that there are disciplines that they are not only body minds we need to add this like Carmen said, body, mind, spirit
3: practices. Mm-hmm.
1: Because at the end of the day, you are training your body, you are training your mind, you reconnect them in a better and a superior manner through these practices. For example, but then you need to add the spiritual dimension to them, because otherwise you can run on a on a running uh, let's say carpet and watch uh, situations in Afghanistan yes right you are training your muscles but your attention your mind is really wavering
3: mm-hmm. right
1: and and, and uh, coming back again to to these practices um they are methodologies for personal development mm. in fact and they are connecting you again with Sorry. yourself with the universe and what i would say is the base i mean if you would ask a taoist monk or, mm. or, or teacher or master if they will have only one minute and one technique to teach you,
3: mm.
1: no doubt they will all teach you how to breathe. Mm. Right? If you go to Vipassana, if you go to mindfulness, if you go to various definitions that we have about meditations these days, you will focus again on, <laughs> on, on, on breathing. Why? Carmen, we're not, I'm not.
0: I think you're blocking the sound. Something is happening there.
1: Every time she's interrupting me, this is
0: happening. <laughs> no, I'm not interrupting. I just wanted
2: to, because when you say uh, in, they want to teach you how to breathe, it's actually not, no one is teaching you how to breathe. Mm-hmm. What you are teaching is how to observe your breathing, mm-hmm. how to observe your alive, And into only this small process of observing everything, you are learning so many things mm-hmm. from the, the contentment that you are life to the inner peace, to how to root yourself into the silence and how from here to develop everything, what you're having to do on that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's not only by ancient traditions that the breath is important in this observation of the breathing, but also by science uh, into our modern lives. Um, psychology every everywhere you can find this observation of the breath but it's not that you are just breathing and observing it's this observation of the breath, what this observation of the breath is actually giving to you
0: mm-hmm. and it's giving the- you
2: back to yourself
0: exactly and i have a very particular example that happened to me um that i think illustrates what you're talking about um very well um this was before i took the the teacher training with you carmen Uh, and it was actually one of those moments that i it it was really a aha moment for me that this is why people practice yoga um that i was um i was with some friends and we were spending some time together just chatting um and I was having a lot of work back then and I found myself in one of those moments that you just have so many thoughts floating around that you're kind of overwhelmed, I was feeling like that. And I was playing that story in my head. Uh, and then out of nowhere, without me doing it voluntarily, my uh, I just breathed, uh, but like you would do deep breathing deep in yoga, but it was automatic in me because I've been yeah. practicing that so much during my yoga practice. And that impulse in my body just completely took, took me back to the present moment. And that's I really got a very uh, a very literal example of how you train your body, how you train the muscle of the awareness of the breath of the observation to then, you know, always keep asking yourself what is real and am I in the present moment right now?
2: Perfect. So you see, that's so natural in us. Mm-hmm every single one of the disciplines of the techniques whatever we are doing is actually a help is not an objective it's Mm -hmm. not the objective is not to practice the objective is is how to learn so everything one of these disciplines that we are talking and that Eugene so very nicely explains are actually things that are helping us to get to the origin Mm -hmm. to reconnect ourselves with ourselves
1: what what is bringing and and we've gone a little bit uh, on a longer path to explain a few phenomena and all this but in practice you realize that practically whatever you practice is going to train you and is going to create those shortcuts neuronal shortcuts that you're talking about when you have the information you have even a little practice then it will become more and more automatically this will be added on it's it's practically becoming a habit we are mm-hmm. turning some probably not so useful habits into better ones into good ones and then through breathing let's call it breathing to simplify mm-hmm. everything because we all breathe why it's so so important breathing for millennia and today it's somehow mostly rediscovered in psychology and everything mindfulness and so on because breathing is always with us because we can't live without breathing And another reason, we are connecting with everything that is alive on this planet to breathing because Mm -hmm. everybody that is alive, it doesn't matter what kind of life we are talking, trees are breathing. Uh,
3: And
2: and you would say, we are connecting all together through the prana, Mm.
1: energy, Mm -hmm.
2: that's
3: beautiful. And
1: And then you go with the same, let's say Buddhist philosophy, you go far east into the Taoism, into China, and you find the same with different words, different culture, but you find, in fact, overlapping many of these practices
3: mm-hmm.
1: and breathing as well. you Breathe through one nostril and then you, expi- you expel the air through the other and so on and so forth. There are so many practices out there to be discovered. But then what are they bringing to you? Let's say as a professional, as a human being, first Mm -hmm. first of all, into your own interactions with family, with colleagues, with teachers, with students at a later stage, is to give you a time to have a response and not a reaction. Mm -hmm. It's giving you that stop. Whenever your, let's say, atavic brain is telling you to, to, uh, practically, you, you know that we are all, Discussing about this uh, fight or flight, Mm -hmm. there is also a third situation which is called freeze, right? There Mm -hmm. is fight, flight, or freeze because many people in in front of stress, they just simply block themselves. They Mm -hmm. freeze in front of an exam, in front of an important phone call, uh, so on and so forth. But when you learn and you make these shortcuts that you were discussing a little bit earlier, then you will start understanding the huge difference between response and reaction. Mm-hmm. Because you are not going only to react, you are going to pass this information, uh, the perception of reality, you are going to uh, to pass it through your human brain, to your frontal lobe.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: are going to give it a response. For what? For a few fraction of seconds, right?
0: You know what is beautiful? When you what is to... beautiful, Carmen? <laughs> That's because suddenly you start to have more
2: time for everything. mm mm-hmm. So for everything, for reaction to don't let a stone to to to, to, to hurt you, or uh, to give an answer very inspired. You had the time to
0: have inspiration,
2: even though the time is the same for the others. For you is like you are getting into the dilated time and space or mm-hmm. time perception. So you are having more time to make the action. And because you're having more time, then the decision is generally the right one. And that's actually what you are learning through everything.
1: And this, this, this time, this apparent relation of time, which you get out of this through your, first of all, you are training your patients. When you are practicing whatever, this is a very important uh, word that we have to master and understand very well for ourselves, for the sake of ourselves. You are training your own patience with yourself, with your learning process, whatever you are learning. And that's bringing what this time is bringing to you higher awareness. It's bringing you performance. Mm -hmm. You make better decisions. You are more creative. You are discovering different perspectives.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Perspectives to, to, to situations.
2: Exactly as you said in the beginning. Because it's giving you awareness. Mm -hmm. That's the objective actually of everything, to become aware. Um, It's not like what you are thinking on or to be aware of something, Mm -hmm. it's just to be aware. Mm -hmm. And when you are aware, you can hit the present moment, you can have, uh, have a spontaneous reactions. Even though to get there, you really need, even if it's a shortcut, you have to pass it. So you have to walk on it. So you really need this training. But once it is done, then you are awakened and aware. And Mm -hmm. that's very, very important for a human
0: being. Mm -hmm. Um, We're wrapping up now. Um, I want to ask you this question because you seem to already be stepping on that role of mentors. (laughs) Um, What would be your advice for uh, youth, for the youth? So, uh, we can think of someone listening to this podcast right now who might be curious about um, the practice of spirituality, about exploring some of these um, disciplines or methodologies we have been touching on. Um, What would be your advice for them? Why should they do them or what words would you like to say to them? Well, From your experience. I would
1: reiterate because that's to me is probably one of the most important mindsets. Mm. Patience. Have patience with yourself and with your own learning process. Do not judge yourself. I'm not saying you, you don't have to be judgmental to any other uh, fellow, but still with begin with yourself. Practice and pers- be aware that personal development it's a lifelong process practice regularly and then uh, I would say uh, an old proverb from the Tai Chi world, from uh, Taoist world, that is saying uh, if you want to quit Tai Chi, you have to practice 10 years and then decide if you want to quit it or if it's bringing you benefits. So that's coming back again in a loop to patients. Mm -hmm. So I would tell them to try and practice anything that is coming their way Mm -hmm. because there is a There are no coincidences into this world. There are only determination. So something is happening to you, uh, try go out there, the teacher is there, you open the door, just go and practice. Practice yoga, practice Pilates, practice meditation, practice whatever. Practice something that if it's going in that period of time to strike a chord with you, continue. If not, change it. And so on and so, and, and it, you, you will come back. And so on and so forth. Try, because in the beginning, this trial and error is important for all of us. And then make a decision and move forward. You, you can practice like we are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm learning from Carmen. Uh, Carmen is learning from me. So we are mixing up a little bit these practices that at the end of the day, they practically are climbing the same mountain. but
0: Thank you, probably Jamie. different paths and carmen
2: you know me also an advice is discipline so why well, i think the problem of young people nowadays with so much information that we are having hmm. uh, everything time is so many opportunities is like you know my cat if i show her two ways she will block she'll just do anything because she takes the time until she will she process. what chance <laughs> yes, to, to process
1: the information
2: <laughs> but this is very expensive for all of us mm-hmm. so when you have a lot of things to do it's like you are getting blocked and the solution to all this is to get disciplined so it doesn't have to be that rigorous like to the army or things like this but if you start to practice a um, I don't know what kind of discipline. Let's say about yoga, because yoga and Tai Chi, that's what we are doing. Um, and you start uh, one one style of yoga, one yoga style. And then you do two, three months, and then, oh, I don't want, I will change. I find another teacher, I do another thing, another.
0: One second, because it's becoming a bit robotic, because I think you're too close. So if you can move a bit back, let's try, let's test just <laughs> one, two, because if not... Yes. One, two, be- one,
2: two is good, no?
0: A little bit more to the back. Turn like again. this? See, let's try like that. Okay.
2: So Perfect. like this is the okay. game.
0: Perfect. Good. You were saying practice, practice, discipline. Uh,
2: the discipline is important. So um, don't make the, the mistake to start something and to not finish it until you don't understand it. So don't change before you understood it. Don't make the illusion, Oh, I understand, no, I'm just, I'm bothered, I'm bored, I don't want to do it anymore, I, I do something else. Because this will just awaken your will, your ability of being perseverant, and this will make you, you know, you just get on 40s and you're looking backward and you say, well, I did not this and this and this, but actually I didn't understand anything and I'm not awake. So what is awakening you is this ability of being disciplined, and, but in the same time of doing with passion. Carlos Castaneda used to say that choose your spiritual uh, path, the one that your heart is telling you that's the good one for you. Mm -hmm. Don't practice because someone told. Don't practice because you heard two people talking to a podcast about. But just (laughs) go there and see, understand. And if you understand and if your heart is happy, then just follow. Don't give up. That's a very important thing in order to achieve whatever you want to, doesn't matter. It's not only about the spiritual path that we are talking now about body, mind, techniques or disciplines, it's whatever. Doesn't matter what, even in love, even in a couple, you really need to do this. People, oh, you pass the three years of passion, you know, physical passion, attraction, and then you see so many people are divorcing. But don't give up yet. You know, not on the first. So Just be disciplined. Just try to accomplish things until you'll get the result that you want to.
0: Thank that's... you, Carmen. Uh, yes?
1: <laughs> if, if you want to, because that's also a stage where you have all kinds of considerations about walking alone mm. or trying to find someone that you can, you know, share things with and pair with. Mm.
3: Uh,
1: there is... A, an African program that is saying, if you want to walk fast, walk alone, but if you want to walk far, walk together. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah, that's- so walking couples. So that's more or less, that's what we are doing. We want to walk as far as possible on our path. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's about that. But coming back to the, to, the, to the question, to your question, I think patience, discipline, and love for what you're doing are very good, um, ingredients for the uh, happiness, uh, recipe to happiness mm-hmm. or
0: something like this. Thank you, Carmen. And our last question. <laughs> um, are you practicing? <laughs> you? Always, always. <laughs> our last question, what is your personal reset button when you're feeling like you are not grounded? What is your reset button? You cannot hear me? Okay. Now. Okay, now you I'm muted. You. can you hear, uh, yes. yes. hear you. Good. I was saying, uh, now our last question. When you are feeling a little bit all over the place, or not grounded, let's put it like that, what is your reset button? Mine? Yes, yeah. Mine,
1: <laughs> mine is, uh, well, mine is rather Rather simple. First of all, I do believe, strongly believe that, uh, in fact, we all have to take responsibility for our own evolution. Okay. So you need to be responsible about it. You need to have the patience. You need to have the discipline to reiterate again those important things into your life. And my personal, very personal, uh, besides these keywords, let's call them in, in situations, my personal reset button is uh, without any doubt, Vipassana meditation, which is modern day mindfulness, okay? Insight meditation, because it's always bringing you into the moment here and now and you see things more clearly and then uh, everything that it's past, where you have, for example, because you, you bring from the past all kinds of things. Past is not bad. It's very good because it's, built, it's practically building us but it can bring also some frustration about Mm -hmm. things we did, things that we didn't did. And also if you go into the future that nobody knows what's going to bring, uh, then you can have all kinds of anxieties. When you are into the present moment, these things are disappearing.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so now I understand why when I am upset with him or when I am upsetting him, he
3: starts to- I disappear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, Carmen? Well, my reset button is definitely the breathing observation. So if I'm instantaneously into the car and I have to, I don't know, into the traffic and I I just, my car stopped or things like this, okay, take a breath, it will come. So that's where I'm resetting. And of course, every single day, the big reset that I am doing every single day is the meditation, the silent meditation. So, start with Vipassana, like uh, checking and observing the mind, what is happening there, but then just get into the stillness of your Hridaya space, your inner space. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what is every single time is happening me. So, I have a quick reset, observing the breathing, and I have the the one that I choose consci- consci- consciously that's the mind meditation of uh, Hridaya meditation, which is the stillness meditation, the mm-hmm. silent meditation.
0: Thank you. And before we close, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about your most recent project? How can they find you?
1: Well, there is a very small project. It's a, We call it a retreat house because it's a very small house. Uh, and uh, it's practically accommodating eight people, which we believe to be the number also in Chinese numerology, but also in terms of helping, really helping, mm-hmm. identifying and making individual, let's say more individual uh, coaching, training, individualized practice, okay? Um, but in a fantastic place that we are so happy to, to find in the last couple of years, which is called Lagoa da de Albufeira. It's about 40 kilometers from uh, from Lisbon, but it's in a beautiful space. It's one kilometer from the ocean.
2: So... It's really, really nice. <laughs> the place, Lagoa del Buffet, is something that is stunning because to reach the Lagoa del Bufer, we have to pass through an ancestral pine trees forest that I never saw one so beautifully in my life. It's a portion of 10 kilometers that you really pass through there. And then the lagoon is a, a continuation of the ocean that is separated and the, there is... Um,
1: uh it's a smaller birds, birds a birds watching sanctuary a, a little sanctuary yes. yeah
2: and then you have the ocean on the other side so um our retreat house is three minutes from the forest and seven minutes from the lagoon and wow. through the forest to the ocean is 15 to 20 minutes so it's really a very beautiful place and we wanted to have a garden. So we, we, the house is surrounded by not a, a big one, a small one, but it's very initiated, like a mm-hmm. like a magical garden. So mm-hmm. yeah, and we like it very much. And it is a lot of light here. And uh, we are preparing some very good programs for personal development, for yoga practice, for Tai Chi, uh, silent retreat meditation. So we don't talk for a few days. Um, the TTCs will be done here. We, we like to work with small groups, so not too big, but also eight to 10 maximum. I think that's the the, the place, that's how we work. And uh, hopefully, Carlota, you'll visit us. And, and keep everyone... me
0: updated, I was gonna say that
2: for sure. Yeah. And, uh, well, if you would like to receive our newsletter about the activities and some pictures with the place and everything, I don't know if you can put this to the podcast or our email and the site where you find the Sundari, because our school is called Sundari, which is the beauty
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> aspect of the three words. I'll uh, include... the universe.
0: I'll include all the links on the description of the episode. And thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to listen to your wisdom. Thank you for the
1: opportunity. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been really, really nice seeing you and sharing with you all these things.